Hey, Rose, do you ever call up Royally Obsessed on Alexa? It's one of the easiest ways to listen to the pod. You can hear our latest episode every week there, thanks to Amazon Music, which has a full catalog of podcasts, including Royally Obsessed. All you have to do is say, Alexa, play Royally Obsessed on Amazon Music. Oh, no, mine is listening to me say that right at this moment. <laughs> a royal reminder, new episodes drop every Thursday. Tune in on Amazon Music. Now on to the show. Please rise for their majesties of Royally Obsessed, the podcast for all things royals. Stand by! Three cheers for Her Majesty the Queen! Hi, welcome back to Royally Obsessed. I'm Lisa Ryan. And I'm Caitlin Menza. And it's time for your weekly update on all the royal news you need to know. Woohoo! <laughs> so make sure to follow us on Instagram at Royally Obsessed Podcast and join our Facebook group, Royally Obsessed. And please, of course, subscribe to the podcast and leave us the royal rating of a five-star review. Just please. Yeah. Just a nice little gift to us at the end of the year. Oh, yeah. That'd be a great gift. Another gift would be at whatever holiday gathering you go to, if you go to one, get everyone's phone, download our podcast <laughs> onto their phone, and leave it a review. That sounds great. Yeah. <laughs> and you guys can also send us an old-fashioned email at info at And this week, we are having a drama-free zone. Woohoo! <laughs> so we're going to talk, of course, about the Christmas cards. Megan doing some calligraphy, Charlotte and her ballet habit, Ugh. and then Harry and Megan are coming to town, and then we have our royal holiday gift guide. Thrilling. For the last minute gift people, because I haven't chopped. I absolutely haven't chopped. I'm actually in a state of panic, so it's I'm, fine. I'm glad we did this list. Thankfully, we have a royal refreshment, which yes. is... And now it's time for the weekly royal cocktail. A hot toddy. Yes. Oh. I made them. Okay. This so, is where you tell me that it's delicious. Uh, fine. I'll take a sip. One second. <laughs> wow. <laughs> like, it's so much it work. It tastes so strong. Wow. Okay. So here's the problem. Sorry for partying. Caitlin and I have gone to too many holiday parties lately. Yeah. I know it doesn't sound like a problem, but it truly is a problem because yeah. last night she and I were at the same holiday party and then we went to the same post-holiday party karaoke party. And there was singing. There was a lot of singing, which is why, in addition to this hot toddy, I'm also drinking drinking some hot tea. Yeah, we had a lot of hot beverages here, so we sound as pleasant as possible, and not as if we were singing the B-52s and Celine Dion into the wee hours. Oh my god! Actually, I left before Caitlin because I was like, "This is past midnight. I'm tired." And then she texted me to tell me that they were singing Celine Dion, which is the cruelest thing anyone has ever done to me because I am obsessed with Celine Dion. <laughs> Says the Canadian. <laughs> Canadian says something Canadian. Yeah, did you guys know I'm from Canada? Where I'm actually going to be going for the holidays. When do you leave so I can prepare? Um, soon. Wow. 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 I'll wow. let you know, wow. Caitlin. Intentionally vague. <laughs> Get off me. Leave maybe, me alone. I thought maybe we could go for like a last minute shopping trip for all these gifts we're going to buy each other. But oh my that's God, fine. I love to shop. Let's do it. Wow. Well, I will be in New Jersey, of course. My journey is not as strenuous as yours. Will you be with Bruce? I will not be with Bruce. <laughs> You will not be with Celine. I will not be with Bruce Springsteen. And what wasted holidays we will have. Just kidding, friends and family. We are so excited to see our friends and family and download our podcast onto their phones. Exactly. It's beautiful. <laughs> so today we have a listener email. It comes from Melina. Um, the subject is people just suck. 
which is <laughs> which is true. And I guess we can exit out of the drama free zone for a second to yeah, do this sure, email. Sure, sure, sure. Okay, so we're out of the zone. Okay, and she writes, as reading the comments on your Instagram, why are people so annoyed that Megan is holding her bump? I'm sure it's uncomfortable and weird to have your body change like that. And she is so small, it seems perfectly normal to me. I hold my stomach after a big dinner. Same. Same. Extremely same. Yeah. Um, and she writes, it, she's literally carrying Prince George's baby cousin. People need to STFU. Anyway, I Googled it to see if I was missing something, and I found an article that people were doing the same thing to Khloe Kardashian. So people suck, but you beautiful queens rock. Wow. Thanks. Amen, Melina. Yeah. I just love the idea she's literally carrying Prince George's baby cousin. Like, it's really an insult to Prince George. <gasps> Honestly, I'm not going to lie. Where she just said about holding her stomach after a big dinner, with all the holding, I've been, like, putting it on my stomach. Like, every time I eat, like, a burrito or something, I put my hand in my stomach. I'm like, mm. One on the top, one on the bottom. Yeah, I'm like, <laughs> to hug it like Meghan Markle. <laughs> I'm like, oh, now people won't think that I'm overeating. <laughs> my little tiny food baby. It's so blessed. <laughs> and speaking of, yeah, our Instagram has been getting a lot of really wonderful comments, and we get lots of great DMs, but then we also have been getting these, like, horrible comments that are really negative and i know that we can't control instagram because of course anybody can find the page but we just really hope that everyone listening keeps it like very nice and friendly because we just want this to be a happy place yes please guys please, please be nice be nice and so uh now we can do this week in royal history yes and now this week in royal history it's, well you have to cue it up all right please prepare yourself i have it so before we even explain what it is, I'm going to play it on my phone. Uh, you guys can listen and see if you understand, hear, or figure it out. Happy Christmas. <laughs> 25 years ago, my grandfather broadcast the first of these Christmas messages. Today is another landmark, because television has made it possible for many of you to see me in your homes on Christmas Day. In your homes on Christmas Day. I love her voice. 25 years ago. I'm going to do this the whole way home on oh, the subway. Oh, God, what have I done? <laughs> so, given that it is the holidays, we did for this week in royal history Queen Elizabeth's first televised Christmas address, which was on December 25th, 1957. And I think we all know from The Crown. Yeah, there's an entire episode built around the time that she did this. Yeah. I think they posited it sort of as like she needed some good press or something. Mm -hmm. I mean, as we know, they always need like a moment of good press. So she decided to do this and she's super nervous. You know, Claire Foy is really nervous. And I believe they fade out from the like, within the realm of the show. They show her doing this and then they fade into the real coverage. Am I making that up? I don't remember, Caitlin. I watched <laughs> a lot of TV. I can't remember it a all. Good, a good excuse to rewatch it. But it's really a beautiful moment. And of course, you can watch it on YouTube. That's where we just pulled it up was on YouTube. Yeah, and this Town & Country article I found from last year writes, On December 25th, 1957, the Queen made history with her fifth annual Christmas broadcast. On the 25th anniversary of her father, George V's first message, Elizabeth's address made its television debut. Millions of people sitting in their homes on this family holiday joined the Queen in their her home for the first time. Oh my God, why was that sentence so hard for me to say? <laughs> I think I'm still reeling from not being able to do Celine Dion karaoke. <laughs> no, but so it was, a, it was a big deal to have her in their homes on Christmas morning. And it was one of those things where it's like, wow, she's so relatable. She's just showing her herself on Christmas Day. And she even said, it's inevitable that I should seem a rather remote figure to many of you, um, someone whose face may be familiar in newspapers and films, but who never really touches your personal lives. At least for a few minutes, I welcome you to the peace of my own home. And of course, the Queen still does this, does these televised to this day. Yeah. Um, 
I and they're really sweet. So if you however you celebrate on December 25th, they it should be airing on BBC or on YouTube or somewhere. It'll be somewhere. It'll I'm be sure found. You can find it. Oh, and while we're also still outside the drama free zone, yes. we have a couple of things that we should just at least acknowledge. Yes. So there's a new people cover story on the drama, alleged quote unquote drama between Megan and Kate, and it it kind of centers around like the tabloid reports that Kate cried around the time of Megan's wedding. Yeah. What's really bizarre about this people cover story is that it's the exact same story, that anecdote of Kate crying at the bridesmaids dress fitting that was reported by the British newspapers like three weeks ago. We, yeah. we discussed it on an episode like right after Thanksgiving, I think. So mm-hmm. I don't really know why it's coming up again or maybe people just finally reported it themselves and they found the same conclusion. Um as we've said in the past, I'm very tired of like Megan versus Kate. It's so tired. It's so predictable. And that's yep. even what the people cover story says. That's the phrase they use. Sad and predictable, I believe, that mm-hmm. two women would be pitted against each other. I don't, ugh, whatever. It's like you and me last night when you texted me to say that you were <laughs> doing Celine Dion karaoke without me. Let it go, Lisa. <laughs> it's happened. And then some other drama that we're not getting into, but we have to acknowledge. Thomas Markle did a TV interview again. It's like not even special when he does it. Like it's just I, the same thing. Always, like Piers Morgan started to promote it, and he was like, "Oh my God, I booked Thomas Markle," and you're like, "Surprising." Like yeah, he was willing to go on TV. No, it's not surprising. But then Vanity Fair had a really interesting feature that just came out this week that actually is like a very in-depth, thoroughly reported piece on what went wrong with the Markle side of the family, like inside the breakdown. And so I actually read it because like I hate reading stories about this, even though I like write stories about this, but I, you know, I'm so mm-hmm. sick of it. But this story was like the Vanity Fair article was just really interesting and so heartbreaking. And yeah. I mean, I think at the end of it, Megan looks good because it just kind of shows what she had to overcome. Yeah. And also I saw a bad comment that we got that said this was just a Megan Markle show. And I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> also, so what? So what? Is that supposed to be an insult? <laughs> oh, and we have to, of course, give a quick, while we're still out of the zone, a quick shout out to the tabloids. Yeah. So we have, um, well, here's how I learned this. I have a Google alert on my name, not because I'm being re- like written about all the time, but because as a writer, sometimes people post my stories, like my editors post my stories and they don't tell me they're live yet. Mm-hmm. So that's why I started doing that. But with a Google alert on my name, I keep finding that there's tons of tabloids in the UK and even Australia that have been listening to Royally Obsessed and finding one vaguely controversial thing we say every episode and turning it into a whole story so shout out to the tablet reporters who are listening to Riley obsessed yes we we're both reporters we know it's hard work but please stop twisting our words yeah please don't take us out of context um please don't like yes we are royals fans but we're not royals reporters we're not dyed in the wall like we're not in Buckingham Palace getting whispered to by scullery maids. I mean, we're willing to be. I, w- I would love that change of pace <laughs> in my life. But we are just reporting our opinions and um, well, not reporting them. We're sharing our opinions with all of you. Often over drinks. Often over alcohol. <laughs> I don't regret anything I've said on the podcast. It's just so bizarre to see that our like casual conversation is then taken as gospel. Um, this has happened a bunch. You know, don't look up the stories. They've been shared a bit in the Facebook group, but that keeps happening. And it's just kind of a bummer that we'll say something innocent about like Meghan Markle's hair looks really full and she probably used extensions at her engagement photo call 
And there was an article in, I think, The Express saying that I had said that she wore extensions to compete with Kate Middleton's hair, which is like such a bizarre twist. Yeah, because all we were saying is like, we wish we had extensions. Like, yeah, I like genuinely her, wish I had extensions. Both of these women have magnificent hair. I would never posit that like they were competing for who has the best hair. That's a hysterical set of events. But that's not what we were saying. Yeah. And so I get it because, yes, we we understand the need on the Internet to report on every single thing. And we know that there's obviously a huge thirst for the royals. We thirst for them all the time. We have a podcast about them. We get it. We know everyone. <laughs> want stories about them but so we I are fans it. we are just fans and we do appreciate like it's just you know as listeners if you see these reports with our quotes in them like grain of salt you know that's we understand the hustle um it's just unfortunate to keep seeing it okay now let's go back into the drama free zone so now we're happy episode the whole rest of the way yes and i even you know i have it all scheduled i have like banter <laughs> fun news like i have it yell all at the tablet <laughs> yell at the tablets on our own behalf for once um so do you where should we start? Should we start with Christmas cards? We have to start with the Christmas cards. <laughs> oh my god! We were so excited when Kensington Palace released these. Um, they always release Christmas cards, of course. Um, the past, last year actually, the Cambridge one was kind of more formal. They were all yeah. like posed, but this year the Cambridge one. Oh my <laughs> so god! I can't. They're it's all so... wearing jeans and well, Charlotte's in a skirt and. Louis and like stockings. Yeah, it's as casual as they get, but they're like sitting on a tree branch um, on the grounds of Anmer Hall. George is wearing full pants, which we rarely say, like jeans, and he's wearing welly boots, teeny tiny wellies. And his leg is up like he's just kind of like hanging out. He's, oh my God, he's so freaking cute. And then Charlotte, look at that face. You can see she's sassy, which is not an insult. I love sass. <laughs> we love sass. I just, I really, there's so much affection to be noted here. I love that you know, George is leaning on his dad and like is using his dad's shoulders to like kick out his leg. And then Charlotte's center of attention, like leaning on both of her parents. Like, mm -hmm. yeah, that's me right in the middle. And then we get Louie. We get head face forward Louie, which is, again, one of the first times we've seen that this elusive royal family member. He is so adorable. And I I don't know. I, I look at this picture like every single second of every day, basically. <laughs> I think he looks like Kate Middleton's dad. He looks so Middleton-y, this baby. Like, people have pulled up, People Magazine and other outlets have pulled up Kate Middleton baby photos, and he looks exactly like baby Kate Middleton. Um, I love my whole, if I could pick one special, like, favorite moment of the entire photo, it's the way that Louis is holding his mom's wrist. <laughs> oh, my so God. <laughs> With his little chubby hands. And also, I tweeted something like this, but I think he looks, something about his expression and the fact that he's wearing, like, a Peter Pan collar underneath a sweater he looks like an accountant or um, a law firm partner well the things we've heard about him in addition to my hilarious elusive joke which i'll never stop reciting is that he's like a very calm placid baby and he just looks calm he looks so calm he's smiling which is very difficult to get a baby to do and again he's grasping kate middleton's wrist in the sweetest way and of course kate looks glorious the hair is amazing and william just looks so happy and relaxed like here he is in jeans He's had a difficult life. He's surrounded by all these wild kids, and I'm just so happy for him. Yes, but keep in mind we're not parents, so we don't know what's going on behind the scenes of this shoot. It could be utter chaos, and other parents might be looking at it like, oh, gosh, this looks like the worst experience. Yeah. But we're just <laughs> yeah. like, oh, what a cute, relaxed thing that took absolutely no effort whatsoever. Yeah, it seems super chill. Um, but, yeah, it's I love that picture. And then we have, of course, released at the same time, the Sussex duo um, released – 
I'm sure you guys have all seen the image, but it's the two of them are holding each other at their wedding. So you just see their backs as they're looking up at the fireworks on the grounds of Frogmore House where they had their reception. And they just look, it's kind of actually hard to see because the photo is so dark, but you can see obviously they're you can see their love because she has her arm around his lower back and he has his arm, one arm around her and the other arm is grasping the hand that's wrapped around his back. I know. Come <laughs> on. Prince Harry, are you trying to kill me? And so, I mean it in a good way. We've seen him do this move before. It's like the double hands like where he's like, I have to be grasping you in every possible way. And it's just this, this image is pure, pure romance. And they're looking at fireworks like come on, what's more like <laughs> romantic? It's like something out of a book. And also, I just love that it's another angle of her amazing Stella McCartney dress. Yeah. Which I when know we that, hadn't seen. Yeah, like you and I have different opinions on the Givenchy dress that she wore, but we have the same opinion on the Stella halter that she wore to the private reception and that we got to see a glimpse of as they left to go to the reception. Yeah. And it's just like it's so stunning. stunning. One of the most beautiful dresses I've ever seen. Yeah. And it's just... And she looks so hot in it. Yeah. So I loved that image. Of course, I would have liked to see their faces. Of course, what I really wanted was like a very corny picture where he's holding her bump or something. Also, remember, I really wanted to see the dog. Yeah. that's Here we go. Another year where we don't see the dog. Yeah. Oh, well, it's fine. I love this picture. It's very glamorous. And again, what are these two photos trying to convey? Like the Cambridges are the fun family. They're really casual. They're very happy. The Sussex one, they're super in love and they're looking out at their future. But I also think that they're like doing us a solid by giving us like another glimpse into their wedding, which yeah. maybe it's not the same as doing us a solid, but they know what we want, which is more information. Yeah, exactly. All I want is to know more about that reception, but this will do. So it's really pretty. And of course, at the same time, Clarence House released um, Prince Charles and Camilla's and it's like them on a bench. It's the outtake from his 70th birthday shoot with uh, Chris Jackson. <laughs> so whatever. It's fine. <laughs> Sounds nice. But let's go on to another topic. So Megan did calligraphy. <laughs> <laughs> right. Transition. <laughs> Pivot to calligraphy. So, of course, I think everyone listening probably knows that before Meghan Markle became royal and during, before she even was on Suits, she kind of had like a side hustle of doing calligraphy. Maybe that's what I'm going to do in 2019. I need a craft. I, I thought about knitting or something to like work through my rage about the world. I mean, what would you write with your calligraphy? I'd write you notes. Oh my God. <laughs> also, Megan has said repeatedly that she's a lover of handwritten notes. So Megan is super into calligraphy. I saw her do it because of course all I do is watch clips of her. So I saw her do it on Larry King once. Oh wow. Like in an interview, he like asked her to write something and she... Like it's so funny. And it's like legit calligraphy. It's not like me when I try to write my name in cursive and I'm like, wow, no one's ever done anything so beautiful. <laughs> like, look, I did an L. No, but so she went to, I had forgotten about the calligraphy thing. I knew it, but I had forgotten about it. And she went to this event this week um, at Brinsworth House, which is a nursing home for retired entertainers, which can you think of a better event? Like I couldn't have envisioned, I couldn't have created or manifested a better event for Meghan Markle mm -hmm. than this. She went to a nursing home for retired actresses and then they did holiday crafts together. So they, it's just so great. And so they did, um, they made Christmas cards. And so, of course, the royals photographers took photos of the cards and of the decorations. And Megan wrote Merry Christmas, like love Megan. And it's just so swirly and beautiful and looked done with like a magic marker. She's so talented. <laughs> She's so talented. And it's so funny because the card next to hers, it just says Norm in big, <laughs> big writing. And then um, also, of course, so the bump was on full display, which I guess that's so weird to say. She was just walking and she's she's pregnant. So like, yeah, she was just like wearing clothes on her pregnant body. But yeah. 
I know that people had like different opinions on the outfit. I personally just really liked it. I know that not I know a lot of people did not agree with that, but I thought she just looked really nice. It was like a romantic print. And yeah. I really just enjoyed seeing the scope of the belly. Yeah, she wore a sort of silvery gray, pale blue, maybe lavender, hard to tell, um, dress that was very sort of romantic Jane Austen-y style. Yes. Slashed 1990s, because that was like a look in the 90s. Like Jane Austen, but then tight. You But then tight. And so, yeah, the belly looked great. Um, some complaints from fashion writers was that it was too tight. Yes. Um, a little tight. I don't know anything about fashion, so <laughs> it does look a little too tight. I also loved, of course, she wore like a gray robe coat over it, and I liked that it was a Christmas event, but she didn't go like all red and green. Not that I mind that. I loved that Amelia Wickstead tartan skirt that Kate wore. Oh yes, that was amazing. But I liked that this was like a different version of Christmassy. Like she just looks like it's a nice wintry outfit. So adorable event. Loved that. Do look for the tweet. Um, it's not hard to find the coverage of the picture. We found this on Vogue.com of the calligraphy that she did. It's hysterical. It's so good. And another thing that's really cute is we love that Prince George does ballet as part of his curriculum at school. And of course, it makes sense that Charlotte, it turns out, also does ballet. And that's just actually not only is it cute, but it's such a normal thing. I feel like yeah. I did ballet when I was three. All yeah. of my friends did ballet. I guess not everybody does ballet, but it's just like such a little girl thing. There is, if I may um, make myself an icon, there's an iconic photo of me in all the family, in all my family, aunts and uncles' houses of me doing ballet at age three. My first recital, I'm the smallest and the chubbiest ballerina, but I'm wearing the most sequins. <laughs> so all the other girls look basic and I am the chubbiest girl who's the shortest. And I'm just like so proud of my sequins <laughs> so it's like there i am case in point in 1991 do you want to hear my ballet Please. story so my first dance recital also at three i apparently got really tired midway through and i tried to lean on the wall <laughs> but the wall was actually a screen oh, and no. so i fell through on stage <laughs> is there a video yes apparently but i think like some of my old dance mates in Canada would have mm -hmm. it. I've I've never Listen, seen this you're video. You're going home, so if you could work on that to my Canadian listeners, yeah, if you could work if on that. If you went to Mississauga School of Dance, please <laughs> let me know. Circa 1990 or 1991. Yeah, um, but yes. So putting us aside, this other princess. <laughs> Why would we? Charlotte. Um, she's been taking ballet, which uh, we know because William mentioned it at an event. My daughter loves dancing. George is doing dancing as well. He loves it. Um, but also uh, in December, Kate took Charlotte to a special pre rehearsal performance of the Nutcracker at London's Royal Opera House. She was wearing one of her little hand-smocked white dresses and she got to meet some of the dancers after the show. And it's nice that she went to like a rehearsal so people, she could enjoy the show in a more quiet environment without mm -hmm. like the whole audience going nuts because she was there, which it must be so bizarre as like a four-year-old, three-year-old. Um, but of course, I just love the idea of little Charlotte in a little white dress watching the Nutcracker. The perks of being a princess. <laughs> you get to go to a preview of the Nutcracker. I was desperate to go to the Nutcracker this year, but I waited too long, and the only tickets left are like $500. That is what happens. So it's like, mm, next year. Next year. Which is oh. also what I said last year. Well, it happens. An, an onlooker told People Magazine, Charlotte looked so excited to be there, and she sat very still watching the show. They were the only ones in the audience. It was very sweet. I just love the idea of her sitting there with her little hands folded in her lap watching the Nutcracker and just being like, Ugh. Well, she, taken was, away. she was probably so transfixed because it's just such a 
beautiful production. Like when the snow starts falling and my phone background, this is the corniest thing about me, <laughs> is right now um, the snow falling scene from the Nutcracker. I can think of cornier things. Like oh. when my phone background was Reese Witherspoon throwing ice cream. an ice cream at <laughs> Meryl Street from the shooting of Big Little Lies. You make really interesting phone wallpaper choices, <laughs> which I admire. Um, and then we have one more news story, and then we'll go into our gift guide. Um, it's just a little news story. It's that freaking Meghan Markle and Harry are coming to the United States in the fall. Yeah, and so what's really good about this is, as we mentioned before, Caitlin has a pull-out couch <laughs> so they can stay with you. But they could also like take my apartment and I can stay with you like yeah. if they need some yeah, yeah, alone yeah. time. Yeah. So either way, we have you guys covered. Come to New York. You yeah. have a place to stay in Brooklyn and uptown. Like you are golden. Yeah. In some ways, this is a very big news story. But in some other ways, it's a non-news story because they had already said that they wanted to go to the United States and Canada in 2019. And so the sort of news is that that trip will, of course, be delayed because she's having a baby in the spring. We don't know when. Um, and she'll probably take uh, maternity leave. Typical is around five to six months for the royals. Um, but maybe she'll go a little shorter and they'll go in the fall. Also, I know that I aggregated a story about this a few weeks ago, so it must be one of those things where more people are talking and it's starting to get more confirmed, and that must be why it's coming yeah. out more, because I'm like, where's this coming from? Like, I saw the headlines, and I was like, I already wrote that, but yeah. but it turns out it's new. Listen, I want all the excitement I can get about them coming to my apartment in New York City. Yes, stay with Caitlin. <laughs> Don't stay with me. I mean, you can if you want, but... They've never been to Brooklyn. They can do their own Barclay Center thing. Oh, excuse me. I'm confident Megan's been to Brooklyn. Well, that's fair. Um, she had her blog. She was cool. She would have been to Brooklyn. You're right. You're absolutely right. Um, but yeah, we don't know anything about where they're going to go or the, the precise details. But the reports are that they're going to bring baby Sussex to the United States. Baby Lisa. <laughs> Teeny tiny lady Lisa of Sussex. Thank you for bringing my namesake to me. <laughs> Um, my dream about this trip will that it, it will obviously involve a New York, you know, go and then maybe something in Los Angeles or another dream to tack on to your New York dream. Another uh, meet cute with Beyonce and Jay-Z. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Absolutely. Last week we were talking with our guest Elizabeth Holmes about when Kate and Will met Beyonce and Jay-Z. Yeah. I but I want them to have their own path. They can have their own celebrity. Ariana Grande. Hmm. One princess to another. Maybe. Just saying. Just saying. Um, I have lots of ideas and we have about a year to imagine what it'll be like. Every episode. <laughs> <laughs> but I just love, love the idea of that baby coming to the United States. I also love babies on tours. The Prince George tour when they went to Australia and we oh have George gosh. with the bilby and playing with other babies. That was, it remains one of my all-time favorite like royals moments. So, so I'm going to do a transition and it's going to be really smooth. But I wanted to point it out ahead of time just so you would <laughs> notice how good it is. Here I come. I'm waiting. That George tour was such a gift. Speaking of gifts. Oh, wow. Wow. I hope you're proud of yourself. I'm really proud. <laughs> Are you proud, Matt and Cal? <laughs> Those are our producers. <laughs> okay, so we have to mention our producers because Caitlin and I spent a lot of time on this royal gift guide, and we were really excited about all the options. And then our producer, Matt, was like, you know, it would be so nice if you guys each picked out three things that you wanted and then, like, shared it with the other. And then he made us... Like, revealed our picks. Like, revealed our picks. And it was going to be, like, a surprise. Like, I really want this. Well, I really want that. And so we picked out three things each, and he's like, let me just make sure there's no overlap. 
We chose the exact same three items. The exact same three of a list of 16 items, yeah. all of which were good. <laughs> yeah, I mean, there's plenty. I, I wouldn't say no to a single gift on this list. We were just like, what do we want most? But what I actually want in my heart, we want the same three things. So yeah. here are the same three things. Okay. Um, number one, well, the one I'm going to start with is the Rothy's Pointy Toe Flat, which are $145. They're made of recycled plastic. They are made sustainably. They're very comfortable. And it's what she wore in Melbourne when they were in Australia. By she, she means Megan. Yeah, obviously. (laughs) (laughs) Obviously. Megan's, we have it written as Megan's Rothy's pointy toe flat. I just love that you pronounce Melbourne appropriately in the non-ignorant way that I do. In 2018, I went to Australia. I didn't go to Melbourne, but I did go to the country. So... That's the cred I have. So you you like So I figured it out while I was there. But like the flats look great. I mean, I have a lot of flats, so I don't desperately need them, but I like the way they look. And I think because I Google them when I was covering that, now I get targeted ads for them all the time. And so I think about them all the time and they really want them. So that's like a last minute gift you can get that I don't know if it'll show up on time, but like you can tell the person that you ordered it. And they're just like very chic and good for work. Um, The next item that we both chose (laughs) was the collaboration t-shirt or sweatshirt from Red Receipts with Elizabeth Holmes' So Many Thoughts. Wait, is it not Read Receipts? I think it's Red Receipts. Oh my God. (laughs) Is that also what it's like on your phone? I Yeah. It's not a Read Receipt? I think it's a Red Receipt. (gasps) What? Oh my god! Sorry, I, she's I, looking around at producers <laughs> for them to like agree with me. I think it's red receipts. The producers that also pranked me into eating a beef jerky <laughs> earlier because they said it would help my throat, which it didn't. Anyway, sorry. The red receipts. I think it's red receipts. So red receipts is a wonderful company that will stitch. Um, the idea first came up because it's a red receipt, like a text message, like you stitch the text from a text message onto a T-shirt, like it's embroidered. Um, but so that designer, Chantal Strasberger, she is working with Elizabeth Holmes to make so many thoughts shirts and sweatshirts and the prices range from 45 to 70 dollars obviously you guys know that we love elizabeth Holmes. she was our guest last week and she's been a guest in the past she has that wonderful franchise so many thoughts on her instagram but what's very special about this collaboration is that chantal the embroiderer the owner of the company is my old assistant (laughs) that is a like the two of them found each other completely independently they didn't they were not connected through me but chantal was my assistant when i worked at teen vogue that's so cute. I used to have an assistant, you guys. She just really wants you to know she's that's important. Really, that's why I'm bringing it up. I support Chantal and her business, and I adore her and miss her. She moved to London, which, again, is a great choice. Um, <laughs> after we stopped working at Teen Vogue, she moved to London. But she's such a talented artist, and I'm so happy to see these two women working together. But, yes, she used to um, handle my expenses and my phone bill. I really miss her. <laughs> I really miss her. And also, okay, of course we love Elizabeth Holmes and you obviously love your old assistant and you love telling people that you had an assistant. I really do. But we actually think that the collaboration is very good looking. So like we wouldn't say that unless we actually liked it. Yes. And actually, while we're mentioning that, I should say how you can find it. You can go to redreceipts.co.uk slash gifts. Oh, my God. That sounds so British. I know. Well, because she works in the UK now. .co.uk. I would like her to come back to New York, but until she does. Um, so that Until was, she does, no one will pay your phone bill. Yeah. Somebody help me. Um, so we both chose that one. And then our last gift uh, that we both want is Chris Jackson's book, Modern Monarchy, the British Royal Family. 
family today. We follow Chris Jackson on Instagram, and he, of course, is the Getty Royal Photographer. So he has, like, arguably one of the best, if not the best, royal feed because he is traveling yeah. around with them, taking all of the photos that I use in every post that I do on the royals and everybody else. But he also includes, like, aspects of his personal life. So I know that his wife, who is Natasha Archer, who is Kate Middleton's stylist, is about to have a baby. So yes. Congratulations to him. And- yes. Help support his baby. (laughs) And yeah, and buy the book. It's $40. It's a nice coffee table book. Um, He gets the most amazing access. And his Instagram feed is especially fun these days because he's been counting down his like 10 favorite pictures that he took of the Royals in 2018. So like a lot from the the Australia tour and all that kind of stuff. And what is fun also is his Insta stories. He'll often give like background of what he's going through. So all throughout the Australia tour, he was like you know, Instagramming from his Fiji flights and he dropped his camera in the ocean. Do you remember when he went from that tour to go on Prince Charles's tour in Africa and he had like a few hour layover in London, but he went from like Australia area, like maybe it was New Zealand, to London, down to Africa, like holy guacamole. Yeah, the man is very hardworking, so we want to support him by buying his book Um, or I want to support him by having someone gift it to me. And Um, we want him on the podcast. (laughs) So what are some of the other gifts that we picked out? Um, I... I liked Guy the Beagle's book, um, the his royal dogness, Guy the Beagle. It's seventeen ninety nine. It's that illustrated book that is, quote unquote, written by Meghan Markle's dog, <laughs> which is a funny concept. Then again, I wish we had come up with it ourselves. Sooner. I know. So what children's book can we write in twenty nineteen? Ponder it. Whatever the next dog is. Yes. The new dog that we don't know about. That's a great idea. (laughs) Stick that on the mental bulletin board. Um, My other pick would have been Kate Middleton's Boots by Penelope Chilvers, the long tassel boot. They are 475 pounds, which is $600. Woof. But that's why it's a wish list. Yeah. If anyone's listening and wants to send me $600 boots. But as we know, she's been wearing those boots since 2004. Her same pair. We've seen them in so many pictures. I've I love them. They're great. Yeah. They would look great on you, Caitlin. Thank you. I went to the website and they say cut close to the ankle for a more feminine fit, which is kind of BS to me, but whatever, fine. Um, with a scallop detail at the zip panel, a leather tassel on the zip. Um, they're made of a Spanish vegetable dyed leather. And it says perfectly styled for long, slim legs, which like I guess if you don't have slim legs, sucks to I'm be out. you. I'm <laughs> out. Can't wear them. <laughs> what does that mean? Unfortunately, <laughs> I got my burrito Meghan Markle bump. <laughs> but yeah, it says, even on the page where they sell them, they say, as worn by the Duchess of Cambridge. So, I mean, if I did anything associated with her. I would go with it as well. Like, I have a podcast as not seen by the Duchess of Cambridge. <laughs> Maybe it is. Who knows? Maybe. So, before we adjourn the royal pod, we have some highs and lows. It's time for the Royal Highs and Lows. Um, My high is going to be the fact that, do you remember at the Royal Wedding, Amal Clooney wore this like insanely gorgeous Stella McCartney dress? Was that the mustard? It was mustard. as I called it. Okay, so keep in mind, she's one of the most beautiful women in the entire world. So like anything she wears will look amazing on her. So, But she looked like absolute perfection in this. And this dress is now available online. You can buy it at Matches, which is a British store and I'm sounds try- right sorry i'm trying to find the cost stick with me do, 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 is do, it do, like do, do. actually affordable that's all i really oh no know. no no i can't afford it good is grief. it under two thousand dollars it is under two thousand dollars <laughs> but so is my rent so mm-hmm. like let's mm-hmm. keep in mind <laughs> anyway there's no way to know yeah i don't have time to go through this like i'm still recovering from karaoke anyway that's my high because i just want to see more people in that dress because i think it is an absolutely amazing dress more marigold in 2019 
bring back Marigold. Yeah. My high is Prince Louis holding his mom's wrist. Oh my God! (laughs) My hope is more Prince Louis in 2019 with baby Sussex on a blanket. Maybe that's the Christmas card next year. That's it. (laughs) I just want the two of them. Two roly-poly babies holding each other's wrists. Uh, oh, I my die. God. I know. I know. I'm uh, so wise for thinking. I hope that's what the tabloid reporters pick up this week. <laughs> Royals experts predict a Christmas card next year of baby Sussex holding Prince Louis' wrist. Maybe that way it will have to happen. It will have to happen. That might wind up in a press packet in front of Kate and William. Can you just imagine? <laughs> Royal experts Caitlin Menzel, Lisa <laughs> Ryan over a hot toddy yeah. said babies should hang out. They Babies should hang out. I love baby hangouts. So my low is going to be the fact that the queen had her pre-Christmas lunch, which is great, but all we ever get to see from this lunch are the images of people driving in their cars. And I love seeing the images. Actually, I did see like a blurry shot of Harry and Meghan walking into Buckingham Palace, but it was like super far away. You can't really see anything. So my low is that I don't get to see what everyone was wearing because Kate, you could could tell, she was at least wearing a pink top. Was it a pink dress? Was it like a shirt? We'll never know. We'll never know. It sucks. Um, So yeah, that's a definite low. My low is this cover of people because I'm just like so tired. I did have like four friends text me about it. So I'm glad that the branding is strong within my friend group that they were like, you tell me, is People Magazine telling the truth? And I was like, oh, whatever. I'm so over Kate and Megan feuding. Wow. None of my friends texted me. (laughs) We texted about it. That's true. (laughs) But we're different. So you guys can drop us an email at info at gallerypodcast.com to ask us any and all questions about the Royals. Um, Please remember to subscribe to the podcast and leave us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts. Of course, we're going to read you a real review because we just like people to know we're great. Also, this one's really funny. (laughs) It's called, uh, it's from Invoke Adventure and the subject is love and there's five stars. Do you want to read it so I can drink my hot toddy? Sure. Um... Love, yeah, love. I love this podcast. Caitlin um, spelled wrong, but I'll let it go because some of my aunts spell it this way for me still, and I'm 31 years old. Caitlin and Lisa have great chemistry, and their love for the Royals is contagious. I discovered the I discovered them right before Megan and Harry's wedding, and I'm happy they're continuing the podcast. I love the different sections they have, the drink updates, this time in history, and interviews. Keep up the great work, ladies. Long live the pod. I also love the drink. I love <laughs> I'm, she has a fondness for the drink. Although I'm trying not to drink wine on the show anymore because I found out that's lethal for me. <laughs> we all know our boundaries. <laughs> so you guys can follow the show on Instagram at Royally Obsessed Podcast and join our Facebook group, Royally Obsessed. You can follow me, Lisa, at Lisa Raya on Twitter and Instagram and read my writing at The Cut. And you can follow me, Caitlin, at HeyKMenz, H-E-Y-K-M-E-N-Z on Twitter and Instagram and read my writing at CaitlinMenza.com. And until next week, God save the pod. I think your throat sounded okay. Happy holidays! No, it's bad. (laughs) (laughs) Well, when you say it like that, it is. Her Majesties of Royally Obsessed have retired for this episode. God save the pod. And if you fancy the podcast, give Royally Obsessed the royal rating of five stars on Apple Podcasts. Follow us on Instagram at Royally Obsessed Podcast and join our Facebook group, Royally Obsessed. Royally Obsessed is a gallery podcast production.